0: Hey there and welcome. Have you heard people say email marketing doesn't work? Well, today I wanna challenge that because it may not be that the email marketing doesn't work. It may be that they are actually doing it wrong. So let me explain in today's episode. Welcome to the Course Creators HQ Podcast, helping you navigate the latest techniques for creating and marketing online courses. And now, here's your host, Julie Hood. So email marketing is one of my very, very favorite ways for you to build your online course business. And a big part of that is the fact that you own this asset, this list of people who have raised their hand and said, hey, they're interested in what you're doing. So I wanna talk today about some of the reasons it might not be working, or some of the reasons maybe you're doing things wrong, or you've seen some of these things happen, and here's how you can avoid them. Also, in a couple weeks, I'm hosting a workshop on how to set up your email marketing specifically for your online course business. It's on Saturday, April 23rd, 2022, if you're listening to this episode later, and I'd love to have you come join me. The link is in the show notes, or you can go to coursecreatorshq.com slash effortless email, and I've pulled together 20 years of email marketing experience and put it into a very condensed workshop to help you get up and running and get it going and sending out really fantastic emails. So I can't wait for that. If you're interested, course creators, hq.com slash effortless email. So I have been sending emails for 20 years to promote my business. It was one of the very first things I did back before there was social media and before it was really one of the only things you could do way back in the day. And I got to be honest, there are so many ways you can do this wrong and things you can mess up that will make it not work. So I thought I'd save you a few of the headaches today by sharing some of the biggest mistakes that I see people making and that way you can avoid them. So the very first one is a pretty obvious one and that's just not sending out emails at all. (laughs) I don't know how many people I've talked to who set up a landing page, set up a place where people can sign up. They give away a really fantastic free offer but then they never email their list and they haven't made it a routine. So that's, if you take nothing else from this episode, I want you to get in a routine of sending out emails and try to send at least one email a week. I usually try to hit two to three. I'm not a huge fan, honestly, of the people who try to send every day. I think it's annoying. So somewhere in the middle there, but try to go for at least one a week and try to be super consistent about it because it's the consistency that wins. And I'll even give you a little uh, breather here in that if you can't send it the same day each week, that's okay. I don't always get mine out on the same day each week, but try to send one email every single week. (laughs) So that's the part that I see happening the most. And then sort of related to that is kind of this inconsistent sort of mailing where somebody will mail for a month or two and then they disappear for a while and then they try to come back. And usually what happens is by then, people have forgotten who you are (laughs) and they start marking you as spam. So try to get that consistency going. And it doesn't have to be a complicated email. You can send things that are super simple, like here's one of the things I came across this week that I want to share with you, or here's something that's going on this week, or here's a resource I found that's really fantastic. It can be short. I'm good with short, but I just want you to be sending things. So that's the first mistake is just not sending emails consistently to the people who've raised their hand and said they wanted to hear from you. Number 2 I see a lot is not having a good welcome email so that what you want to do is set the tone and really set the expectations for the people that are signing up so they know what they're going to be getting from you and part of this is also getting your branding in place so that they recognize who you are <laughs> because I don't know how many times especially lately I've been getting emails from random people like it'll say hey this is Emma and they'll have some promotion that they're doing but there's no branding about what their uh business is and I'm like I don't remember you Emma <laughs> and I granted I sign up for a lot of stuff but make sure you've got that branding in there you've got your website name Listed, You've got uh, information about who you are and why I'm getting your emails, <laughs> especially, especially in that welcome email sequence. And if you want to know more about uh, the welcome email options, listen to episode 18. I will link to it in the show notes or it's at CourseCreatorsHQ.com slash 18. And that was an episode I did with Kim Whitecamp all about doing a full email welcome series and so there's some good info in there for if you want to know a little bit more about that welcome email. So number two is not having a good welcome email that you're, you're not sharing and giving specifics to your audience so they know what to expect. Number three is changing up the from name and address and this is a big one because it really can hurt your deliverability. So you wanna make sure you're always sending from the same name and from the same address. It's also sort of tied into that branding so people can recognize you, but keep that consistent because when you start changing it up, not only do people not recognize who you are, the email programs will start sending your email messages to spam because people don't expect to be getting an email from a different address that they don't recognize or they haven't seen before. So so keep that from, name, and email address the same all of the time. Number four is not training your audience to click from your emails. So I want you to make sure every single email you send out has a link to something, whether it's something of yours, some resource you're sharing, some podcast episode, a Facebook Live you did, your Facebook group, your freebie, like you always wanna have at least one link in your emails and we are training the audience that when they get an email from me, I'm gonna share really good information, I'm going to give you educational type content, I'm gonna give you a good resource, and then I'm gonna have a link to go click somewhere. And a lot of times it'll be for free things, but sometimes it'll be for paid things. But by training them that you're sending them to go click on things, then it's a great way to help connect and um, get your audience used to the fact that that's what they do when they get emails from you. So one of the things we're doing in the workshop is I've got a bunch of different ways that I show people how to put links into their emails, depending on how you like to write, the style you wanna use. And so we go through really specific examples of this is a good email and look how they did this. So I want you to make sure that you're always including at least one link for people to go click on something. Because then when you send out an email promoting your course or when you're talking about uh, an upcoming promotion, then they're used to clicking and they know that you're going to send them to really good things. So number four is not trading your audience to click. Number five is one that's easily fixed if you know that this is an issue, and that's using photos that are the wrong size or that are way too big for the email address, uh, for the email program that you're using. So what ends up happening, especially for people who use Gmail, it will only deliver an email, I believe it's up to two megabytes in size, and then Once it gets past that, it cuts it off and it makes the person actually click to see the entire email. And you don't want that. Like you want them to be able to see everything right off the bat. And what has happened because of our cell phones now, the images that we use, are humongous files. Like one photo can be bigger than that. So use a tool. There's a tool called tinypng.com and I'll put the link in the show notes and it will help you resize and compress the photos down so that they'll fit better in the email address. And then you may actually need to change the pixel size of your photos too. So you can have your graphics person help you with that so that that they aren't these you know, 4,000 by 6,000 pixels on a photo because those don't show up very well. So you want to, you know, shrink those photos down, make sure that they aren't taking up a lot of space of your email address. That's number five, using photos that are too big. Number six is actually one that's pretty important as a course business, and that's some people just refuse to send out any kind of promotional type emails where they're promoting um, either their course or something else that people have to pay for. It always surprises me. Like, I understand that you want to be helpful and useful. So definitely 100% behind. You need to send educational, informational type of emails. But part of the uh, way that this works is... You not only send out the educational ones, you also send out the promotional emails. And there's also the other side of this where all people send out are promotional emails. And that doesn't work either. You know, if all you're going to do is send me offer after offer after offer where I have to pay for stuff, I'm going to unsubscribe. That's not helpful. But you can balance in with me. Like send me some good stuff, some good information, something I'm excited to get. And then when you've got something that you're offering, that's a really irresistible kind of helpful offer related to what you've been talking about. You have permission. uh, You can send that to me. (laughs) So both sides of that, either sending way too many promotional emails or not sending any. uh, Both of those are mistakes that I see people make. And then I also want to put a very specific um Uh, caveat on this in that if you're going to send out offers to other people other people's promotions, make sure that you've vetted them, you approve them, you've seen them, and you know that they're good for your audience. I try really, really hard and spend a lot of time looking at a lot of terrible offers to only narrow down and share with you the experts that I love, that I get good information from, and that I feel comfortable sharing with you. So if you ever have an issue, please let me know. Um, I It's not perfect, but I do spend a lot of time on that. So it's a good way... To build trust with your audience you're not just sharing everything that comes across your plate. You're really uh, specific and deliberative about what it is you're going to share with your audience so that you're giving them the best possible resources, information, experts, all of that. So that's number six. Number seven would have to be one that can make a huge difference. And that's just using really, really terrible subject lines. If you get those good subject lines that get people to open, and that's the first step is get them to actually open your emails. So use really, really good subject lines. And some of the terrible ones are ones that are super vague, you know, that that you're like, what are they talking about? You know, don't waste people's time with vague subject lines. Other ones I don't like where it's kind of a bait and switch, where sometimes I've seen the, this is the end subject line. That's the one of the ones that just despite I don't like, or I'm leaving, I'm done. And then you get into it and they're not really done. They're not really leaving. They just use that for the shock factor and it's just the end of their promotion or something. So um, try to be as useful and as helpful as you can with that subject line so that your audience knows when they get that email, they know what they're getting from you. So it can be intriguing and curiosity building, but don't be vague and uh, where they're like, what the heck? And you want them to have a, a good experience when they open your email addresses. And then, you know, the last thing, this isn't one of the mistakes I see, but you just kind of have to test a lot of these things, try them out, see what works, see what your list opens a lot, see what kind of responses you get. And there's a whole lot more in that goes into doing really good email marketing, but I wanted to make sure you had some of the biggest mistakes that I see people making so you can avoid those and get really good at sending out emails so that your list responds and listens to you and jumps in when you're sending out promotional things that you want them to come sign up for your online course. So thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the Effortless Email Workshop and there'll be a replay of it. If you're listening to this later, you can sign up and and get the replay if you miss it. But I would love for you to come join us. We're going to have a blast talking all about what works and what doesn't work for email marketing and how to get yours set up to work. So that's coursecreatorshq.com slash effortless email. And I just want to say thanks for the space. I know you're busy. I know you got a lot of things going on. And I appreciate the fact that you listen to this podcast. I hope it's helpful. And thanks for the space in your earbuds each week. Have an amazing, amazing week. Thank you and take care and I will talk to you on the next episode.